Running with Jake, the podcast, because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to another episode of Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. Today, we are going to use the term weekly very loosely because this is the final episode for 2022. Yes, we will be taking a little bit of a festive break like so many of you over the Christmas period, ready to return, fully fired up to get you ready for next year's goals, targets and all your running ambitions. That's our goal. And on the basis that this is the last one of the year, and you know what it's like, people kind of, they start now thinking about winding things up for the for the Christmas period, don't they? People getting a little bit more lazy at work. Come on, be honest. I know what you're all like, you home workers. Well, I am unashamedly uh, presenting today's show from the comfort of the studio even more comfortable, I'm in my dressing gown. I am in my dressing gown. Pete, the non-running guy producer of the show, you can see me as we connect on the video. And I'm unashamedly wearing this. I don't care. I don't care. I'm, look, I'm even going to put the hood up. Look at that, look. Just do it. Just do it. I can't I can't put the hood up because I've got... I've Hang got on. You, if you put your hood up. headphones on. Hang on. You're going to look like a Jedi. Half up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. <laughs> if I, looking at myself on camera here, I, if I look like a Jedi, I've not seen that Star Wars film, actually. I must have missed that one. <laughs> Was that? Oh, <laughs> give it a few years, mate. You'll just get smaller. You'll get wrinklier. You'll be just like Yoda. You're exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> that that well, must that... be the Star Wars movie with all the outtakes. That's got to be the one with the, all the wardrobe <laughs> malfunctions because that's what I look like here. It right, must be. It must be. But do you know that whole Christmas thing? It's like I've only recently, and I'm I'm sat here as well, and I'm in my um, well, they're not pajamas because I don't really wear them in bed. But they're my loungewear. So I'm in my loungewear. I just stick on very quickly. You know, no underpants, you know, space trousers that I've got with, with uh, you know, pictures of planets on. Uh, pull them up and, and a quick top. And there we go. And I've not even got dressed yet today. So I'm also enjoying this kind of like chilled, you know, winding down vibe. But it's only recently that I've actually just appreciated that we are in December. Because like for weeks, people were saying, are you ready for Christmas yet? And you go, what? What? It's weeks off. What are you talking about? And I've, it's only recently, like, you know, Christmas tree up at the weekend. And it's like, you know, oh, I mean, I'm trying to avoid Christmas music because that does my head in. For me, it's like, yeah, give, give me that on Christmas Day. And apart from that, forget it. Buble, get back in your box for another year until the 25th <laughs> of December. And you, Mariah, both of you, bog off until the 20th. But do you know what I mean? Um, and I've only recently come to terms with it. And now I'm a little bit more Christmassy. I've sent a few Christmas cards out. Not to personal people, because I don't send Christmas cards to personal friends before you look at me like that, Jake. Because I have to say, <laughs> where's my bugger guy? I haven't got one. I haven't exactly. Got one. No, it's just like clients and stuff. So I'll, I'll send a Christmas card out to clients and, and, uh, and the jobs are good. And now I feel like I'm Christmassy. I'm sat here in my loungewear. You are sat in your loungewear. I, I, I do like that actually. If you listen to the show and you're 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 fully dressed, you know, if you're you're relatively normal, unlike us two, on the show, and you are ready for the day ahead, uh, maybe you should get involved. Uh, just take, you know, pause this podcast now. Go and put your slumber pants back on, or your onesie, or your dressing gown, whatever you like to chill out in, and then and then come back and hit play again. And we're all, we're all in the same boat then, aren't we? The cosy little boat will keep each other warm. Absolutely. Come on, sort it out. Get comfortable. Well, I am feeling, I am feeling Christmassy-ish. I put that caveat on the end there, ish. I, I do, I really like Christmas. Um, but you know what it's like when so much has been happening, and you just, you almost think, Oh my gosh! Hang on a second. What is it? Is it December? 
is it that time? I was up early this morning, as I often am, and I'm in the thick of writing training plans for all my runners at the moment to see them through the Christmas period, right? So that's what I'm doing at the moment. And I was looking at the calendar, and, I, and then it just suddenly dawned on me that it's actually Christmas next week. Like, seriously, I didn't even have that consideration. Hang like, on, that's not week. true. Is That's not true. No, it is true, isn't it? Isn't it? Is it? Are you serious? Is it? I think so. Hang on. I'm <laughs> sorry, you've had that realisation. And I've most certainly not had that realisation yeah, because th- I'm t- looking... So today's the 13th. So today's the 13th. So we're recording and on you, the 13th. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about the listeners, by the way. They're all getting in the slumber pants at the moment, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, 13th, they're not even listening to this 13th. bit. 13th is oh today, right? Christ, Tuesday. you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had no idea. Next Sunday. I week on no Sunday. <laughs> No idea. Yeah, you're right. On the Wednesday, Wednesday the 21st, so that's next Wednesday. Yeah. Pete, got that? Next Wednesday, before Christmas Day, the 25th, which is a Sunday, we fly to Italy. So this is going to be the first time that I I will have been in Italy for Christmas, which I'm really looking forward to, actually, because I just imagine that's going to be a whole experience. Hence, one of the reasons why we're taking a little break over over the Christmas period, a couple of weeks out, ready to start again uh, with a podcast in the new year. But yeah, so that's, because of that, I've not really had a chance to think about much else and work and coaching and various things. And also, 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 and I don't know if I should admit this. Oh, sod it. I've told you I'm presenting in the dressing end. Doesn't really matter, <laughs> does it? I was caught in a lie the other day. I was caught in a lie. Ow. Somebody asked me, somebody like asked me, somebody asked me Ooh. if I had put my Christmas tree up yet. And I said yes. I said yes. Why did you do That's that? A lie. It's a lie. I just thought they're going to judge me. It's like, you know, we're into the thick of December now. We should have the tree up. We don't have the tree up. And it's, it seems a bit miserable, doesn't it? Like, we really like Christmas trees and all the whole thing. Yeah. Literally, there's no signs of Christmas in our house. And I think part of it is because we're going away next Wednesday. But it's a bit of an excuse, isn't it? Is it laziness? No, no, no we, but you're like away lazy? over Christmas, so that's acceptable. It's acceptable oh, because God. when you get back Panicking. after Christmas uh, and the Christmas tree's there, you'll be like, oh, God, now I've just got to clear this up. Just got to get rid of this. But, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked, mate. I can't believe you had a lie about it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I, I do feel like I just need to apologise lots for that. We, I, we should put the tree up. We should put the tree up. How are you motivation-wise now as well? Because obviously Valencia happened and it didn't happen in the way you expected it to, but it happened in a way that was wildly brilliant and you really enjoyed it and it was like just the most fun you've ever had, but you didn't race it, race it, race it. I, I feel fantastic. Genuinely, I feel... Good, good. It, because mm. I chose that situation... You know, I, I chose not to race it on the Sunday. Arguably, if I'd have made that decision slightly earlier in the week, I think I would have felt even better. Not during the race, by the way, but in the lead up too, because it just makes the whole thing a bit more relaxed, doesn't it? Mm. Whereas because I was intending on racing it up until the Sunday morning, even though I felt like things were slipping a bit and unfolding, you know, the week wasn't the best setup. If you, if you listen to the episode recently, you'll know this last week when we spoke to um, Josh, who was a, a fellow running coach as well, we had on the show. So you'll know all that. But it was it was just one of those situations where you make a decision on the Sunday morning, you make that transition, that shift really quickly, therefore you fully enjoy the race. And, and in reflection, absolutely loved it. You know, subsequently, I feel fine. There's no issues or injuries. Yes, I'm aware of the fact the body knows it ran a marathon the, the other week. And the mind knows all the training that it actually put into that race. Even though I didn't race it, all the training was like I was racing it. So I got all those fitness benefits, all the experience, all the learnings and takeaways from training that I can use them for the future, whatever races they are. And I say this to, you know, everybody, all my runners, that it's never a waste. It's always that education from that from the training. So I do feel really good. And and it's such a 
I think it's such an overlooked part of training and specifically racing. This whole, do I race it or should I not? Or do I treat it like an event or, you know, that whole thing. And, and I think for so many people, they feel that they really need to push in every race. And also it's hard not to push in a race for, I think for lots of people, and I've certainly been there where you, you, you say, no, 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 I'm just going to take it easy because actually I've got a more important race in a few weeks time. So this is just a jog. It's just a training run. And then you get there, of course, the starter pistol goes, everybody dashes off and you just kind of join them. And then afterwards you go, oh, it was supposed to be easy, but it wasn't. So I think it is overlooked and I think it gives people, I just think it's so, so powerful and so helpful. And I'll tell you why, Pete. So in fact, I sent a message to one of my guys this morning, okay, who is signed up, one of many of us signed up for Manchester Marathon in April. And he's he's like toying at the moment. He's on the fence. He's not sure whether to race it, which was his original intention when he first signed up for it. He's now not sure whether to race it or run it with one of his friends that's doing it. And and if, if he was to run it with his friend, he wouldn't be working as hard. You know, it would be a bit easier for him. He could probably enjoy it a bit more. Not, not as much pressure. Not only is there not as much pressure in the race, there's not as much pressure in training if he makes that decision now. Because all of a sudden, you don't have to be on your A game every session you ever do. Does that make sense? You don't have, you're not pushing pedal to the metal the whole time through training. You can be a bit more relaxed. You know, you can chill out a little bit more and that can be really helpful. And, and to add to that, my runner has got an amazing holiday coming up, like two, just over two weeks away um, in the early part of the new year, which obviously is, he's going somewhere where he's not really going to be able to train. So that's going to have an impact on his preparations for Manchester if he was to race it and he spent the last few weeks on a medical trial so he you know he wasn't able to train at all which is obviously going to have have had a, an impact on his training a negative impact and that's of course a trial was some kind of six million dollar man program in which case he's probably good to go yeah yeah and smash it in April you see just a phrase um medical trial makes me wonder and I want to know what happened and I want to know what it's all about because who wouldn't want a thousand pounds to go away for a week to have some injections that just make you a little bit sick I mean I want to know more details about that stuff the running I mean they, they, they might have actually just stuck him on for like four weeks a giant like mouse wheel and he might have actually been doing some training but he just doesn't want to admit that because then I'll set his training over the next couple of weeks based on the fact he's been smashing it on a mouse wheel for the last four weeks so he's probably keeping that quiet I have no idea but I did say to him this morning I said look you're going to feel so much better if you and I'm not I said look I'm not pushing you into making the decision to not race Manchester by the way it's your call and I support you on that and with that and I will help you but just be mindful of the fact that actually is now the time and by the way he's got some great races and marathons booked up in the back end of next year as well so he could train in a more relaxed manner for Manchester enjoy it run with his friend soak up the atmosphere because that's often hard if you're racing it because you're so focused on what you're doing you don't really see anything so you can really he could really enjoy it and that can then lead him nicely into his main goal, which would then be a mar marathon back end of the year. And I'm sharing the detail of this at one of my runners because actually I think this is really helpful for lots of people in a similar situation. Maybe they've got, you know, you, you listen to this, you've got lots of races booked up for next year. And we, we talk so often on the show about this, don't we, with guests and between you and I, Pete, that just lining up your sessions and your races with logic and not scattergunning and just throwing everything into the mix for next year really helps you to get the best out of yourself and have the best experience which is what we always want from training so i i think that's really 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 important 
Yeah, I think, um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm in no way, um, you know, trying to trying to sell Jake's services here, by the way. Um, but I do think, you know, the way that you laid it out there, because it's just a bunch of races that you've booked on for, and you've gone, oh, I'm going to run these, I'm going to race these, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do in these. But then to have a coach say, let's work on a strategy and how we can put all these races together and we can work on a... Um, a, a training plan that works throughout and it works and you look at the the big picture I think that's that's really really helpful and I guess as, as a coach you need someone to help you with that because you, you you're close to it aren't you yourself you're clo- too close to your own running sometimes I think Look, we've said this before. I mean, Joe Wilkinson, who's a good friend of the show, been on a few times. You may have li- listened to her uh, running Joe 10K. She's known on Instagram and in the social media world. You know, she's somebody that I will use and 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 is a good friend of mine now, dropping her a message and she'll offer me her thoughts. And we all need somebody to look at things objectively sometimes in any area of life. Is this you a know, good time to get that? Sorry, mate. Sorry to interrupt. Um, is that a good? Is is it a good time to yeah, lead I've not into? Got that yet. You're going to lead so, into yeah. it. Cool. Brilliant. Brilliant. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was I saying that? Um, You're just saying Joe Joe Wilkinson. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I, I just said so as she's known in the social media world, and we all need somebody to look at things objectively. Sometimes a bit of a sounding board, throw some ideas around, and I use Joe for that. One of many people I use actually because. It, Again, even as a coach, we all need it. I'm a runner. I love my running. It's what I do if I didn't coach. So, you know, it is important we have that support network around us, all of us. In fact, I mentioned earlier we had Josh Schofield on the show, who is a coach at PGC One Coaching. Been on the show now a few times. Again, another friend of the show. And just a really nice guy. Clearly cares about his running and his coaching, coaching his runners. And he dropped me a message after Valencia, a voice message, which I thought was A bloody lovely and b he was right on the money have a listen to this sorry to hear that you didn't feel like racing valencia and that it wasn't the the best week but i think sometimes it's nice to just go and experience these events like um so much of us as runners we focus on running as hard as we possibly can and don't really take in and absorb what we're doing um so I, i guess it was really good to uh go and have a real nice just run around Valencia and enjoy like what's the one of the most fastest marathons in the world. How on point is that? I mean, he's echoing everything that we've just said about sometimes it's not about just racing everything you do, every event. It's about treating them as an event and taking some pressure off. And only you know which is the right decision for you. But don't feel that you must choose to race it. I think that's the point here. That's the key takeaway for me, at least. If you want to race it, great, no problem. The next thing to look at is, are you able to do your best? Is it realistic? Are you Have you managed your expectations? What have you got coming up? Are you on a, a giant mouse wheel in a medical, <laughs> as part of a medical <laughs> trial? In which case, fine, you probably train normally. But if you've got things in the diary that are actually going to eat into your training, then you need to have a, a, a long, hard think about whether it's the right time to be really racing. So there's a couple of things there. And if you actually choose that, no, this is not the right time for me, fantastic. And so many people I speak to, actually, and this I can relate to this, I've certainly experienced this, have done races where they've said to me, do you know what, I didn't race that, and I actually, I actually saw everything. I felt and experienced every moment. I, I, I saw all the marshals. I can remember people in the crowd. You know, I can remember high-fiving kids and I saw Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament as an example. 
Whereas so often you can just miss all that stuff. So it's just about balance and weighing things up. And a very relevant point, actually, um, next year. So we have Chicago Marathon next October, as a lot of people know. Okay, so that's that's happening. Now, because that's one of the majors, one of the major marathons at the moment, one of the six major marathons, we, as in myself and my girlfriend Martina, really want to do that race at all costs. And what I mean by that is, even if we're not able to race it, let's say there's a bit of an injury or something like that, and we have to back off massively from training, we're not going to keep pushing just to try and achieve a time and, and whatnot. We want to cross the line and get that medal because it's such a, a massive opportunity. Uh, and because of that, you know, we've booked the flight and the hotel now, and we've not even done the whole usual uh, free cancellation thing because we've said, well, we're, we're going to go to Chicago anyway because what an experience. But the intention is to complete that race. So already we're starting to have the conversation, the two of us, saying, well, because of this, do we do we even consider racing it? Do we even just say now, right, let's treat it as an experience? Because the other thing is, we're there a few days leading up to before the race to acclimatise, get used to it, settle in, you know, time zones, whatnot. But if you really want to race a marathon, you need to think about spending time with your feet in those first few days and you need to be very careful about what you do and where you eat and what you eat and da 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 Whereas if we're treating it like an event and it's more relaxed, you don't have to worry so much about that. So we can go and experience Chicago a little bit. Yeah. You know, we can go yeah. and try and get in with a, a, a Chicago Bulls game or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So that's the kind of thought process. And then potentially doing, if that was the case, another marathon very late, possibly Valencia again. So, again, sharing these thoughts on the podcast, because hopefully it's not a case of, right, oh, I'm going to do that. You know, what Jake's doing or what Jake mentions about one of his runners. It's food for thought. I think it's sometimes helpful to provoke people's thinking to make the best choices for you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now you're talking my language, you see, because I don't understand. I, I do understand, obviously, you're a runner and you're passionate about that. But to go to a, such a brilliant place, and you're going to Chicago, and to spend the time stressing out about it, um, freaking out about whether you've eaten the right thing, seeing the way you were on the run up to Valencia this time, um, because you realised things were going a little bit wrong, Marty was injured. Uh, you were having questions about what you were doing and how you were feeling. And let's not forget, you're getting on a plane and stuff and there's just all that stress and all of that and it's messing with your stuff. I mean, that that's that's such a shame that you didn't enjoy Valencia, the build-up to Valencia, as much as you enjoyed the actual marathon. And wouldn't it be a shame to do exactly the same thing with Chicago? Because, mate, it's, a, it's, further, it's further away. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The stakes are higher as well financially because it's cost you more to do. Absolutely. So wouldn't Absolutely it be good to go point. and have a bloody good time, you know? And I, I think well, that's, that's what you've said there is the smartest thing you've ever said. <laughs> well, yeah, I've not, I've not put it into action yet, <laughs> but that is a, it's quite a smart thing, isn't it? So that is, uh, to say that's our intention is not true, as in to not race Chicago, but it's in our mind at the moment. And we just need to give that a little bit of thought. If we do decide to race it, by the way, I have no doubt in my mind that we will be very cautious in training. So we'll train as normal. We won't, you know, we'll just train as hard as normal. But if there's any issues or we've got a bit of a niggle, we will back right off. You know, we'll, we'll listen to the body more than perhaps we would if the stakes weren't as high as you mentioned. So, you know, you have to kind of get a little bit clever with your strategy and stuff because ultimately, whatever race you do, you want to be there, right? And you want the experience of that race, whatever your aspirations, you want to be able to do it. You want to be there on the starting line in one piece. So I think that's really, really, really key. I think as well, and a lot of 
fast marathon runners, experienced marathon runners is probably a better way to phrase it, that I've spoken to agree that it's often best to do like these smaller events and not just marathons, actually. It could be 10K, 5K, 10K or whatever, uh, sorry, half marathon or whatever distance. But you know, the kind of more low key. So if you're after a time, PB or whatever, uh, you're chasing the clock, chasing a time, fast, a fast, flat course is obviously ideal. Great. That makes sense. Uh, ideally, you want the best weather conditions. Well, all you can do is kind of choose the best time of year. Maybe don't choose July or August. You know, obviously weather can be what it is and varied, but you want reasonable conditions where possible. That can then lend itself to a really nice fast time. If you're feeling good on the day and the training's been right and you've recovered and rested well and fueled well and blah, 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 blah. But having less fuss and less travel issues and easier logistics and not such a huge field in terms of number of runners and baggage tents that are just like, you know, 200 metres long that you have to kind of, you know, try to negotiate and find out where you're going and what time does this start? Where am I? I've got to catch the metro to here or the bus to here. It can be a little bit chaotic and it's not always the best for a fast race. And I think something like a marathon when there are so many, like, moving parts and and as we've said lots of many times you, you can't always just drop in a marathon you can't do seven a year and race every one you certainly shouldn't so because they're kind of few and far between there's a little bit more pressure on them potentially if we want to race it so i think doing a lower key one is actually better in in many respects you know i mean one of the best marathons and this is a good advert for these guys these event organizers but one of the best marathons we did was the abingdon marathon in oxfordshire because it was pretty low key uh, really easy, just the whole thing, rock up. If you want to do a bit of a warm-up, that was quite easy. The toilets were really accessible and uh, they even had lockers inside the building where you it starts and finishes on a running track, which is quite cool. But in terms of logistics, there's lockers there, that's dead easy because you can put your kit in there. It's just stress-free. And for us, it's not that far now. It's, uh, we travelled from, I think, Bristol when we did it last time. We stayed overnight. But for us now, it's not that far being in Winchester. So that would be a relatively stress-free event. And if all those stars align that I mentioned, food, fuel, weather, how you feel on the day, training, everything, then it could culminate in a, you know, in a fast time. It could result in a fast time. So just getting a little bit clever. Do you want the big marathon experience or do you want the fast race? Do you, you know, oh, tricky, isn't it? Now's the time to start thinking about it for next year. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Running with Jake, the podcast. So we've already mentioned the dreaded C word, um, which uh, which was a shock to me, I'll be honest with you. We've talked about marathons. How are you, and in relation to the C word, and the first thing that m- made me realise that we were coming down on it pretty quick, uh, how are you with the weather at the moment, by the way? Because it's... <laughs> I mean, how does that work with your training? You know, I remember a couple of years ago when I was doing little runs around the Christmas period and I remember sort of December. And if I'm honest with you, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind it because it's cold, it keeps me cool because I'm a very sweaty guy whenever I do running, whenever I do running stuff, I sweat and I overheat to a ridiculous... So so cold weather really suited me. But I tell you, it's just, at the moment, it's just grey and it's just cold all day long. And when I drive to the gym in my nice warm car, I do think, oh, I'm glad I'm not running today. How's it, how's it working out for you? 
I think it's different for different people, isn't it? I mean, obviously, I can only speak directly um, for myself and my runners. We, you know, clearly communicate lots on this subject. Uh, and at the moment, as you say, it is just so icy everywhere and mm. cold. And but there's different there's different thoughts here for people. I think there's some people love it. Some people it's not their not their thing. For me, I, I I'm actually pretty motivated, like generally all the time, like across the year as a general thing. Mm. I mean, that doesn't mean. As we know, I don't have moments where I can't be bothered to run or train or whatever. Um, but the difference is most of the time I'll overcome those and I'll still train or, or make the right decision and whatnot. Uh, but the weather at the moment, for me, it's a safety concern. And I am Mr. Safety conscious, conscious. I think possibly a responsibility as a coach as well. Just mm. to, I'm, I'm runners are probably thinking, bloody hell, Jake. Yeah, we get it. Stop posting in our WhatsApp group, saying and reminding us about the weather and the benefits of treadmill or making smart decisions and not doing an interval session that was maybe intended and switching it to an easy run or running off road because you've got a bit more grip if you're on the grass and you've got some trail shoes on. So safety is a big, big, big focus for me personally and for my runners as well, for Martina, who I, who I obviously coach. And all it takes, all it takes is one little slip. That's all it takes. There was a very good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine who um, is a good runner and we met when I was personal training. He, back in those days, he was a client of mine and he was running in, as he always did, from home to the session. And bear in mind, he's a very, he was a very fit guy, so very fit, not just as in cardiovascular sense, but good agility, good balance, all those, you know, various components of fitness. And he just hit a patch of ice and uh, he just went over. Mm. And, uh, smashed his elbow like Ooh. badly smashed his elbow I broke his elbow um, and needed pins and uh, yeah so you know quite a long recovery process affected things like his swimming and things so things like that really stay with you and uh, it's just not worth the risk um, so I suppose that kind of answers your question a bit I, I am generally pretty motivated but I think for people listening to this if you if you look outside and it is Maybe it's blue skies because it's like that here today, but very, very cold. And it looks lovely. It looks like a really nice morning, frosty and beautiful. But got to think safety, got to think safety. Is it worth risking it? You know, so check the forecast, be smart, live to fight another day if need be. Treadmills come into their own at this time. I've had a few of my runners that have been jumping on the treadmill. Uh, Lysandra, she left a comment on one of her sessions this morning saying she hit the treadmill yesterday for hill repeats. She wanted to do... She, she had a hill session that I gave her, right? Mm. And uh, she said, oh, I'm not sure, you know. I said, look, the problem with hill repeats often when it's icy is coming back down the hill, not so much running up it. Well, of course, you can slip anyhow. Uh, running down can often be a bit of an issue and stuff. People, it's easy to overlook that. I said, you're better off hitting the treadmill or let's substitute the session. You know, we can reschedule it when the weather's a bit better because yeah, she's really up for it. She wants to do it. Mm. She messaged this morning. She said, I absolutely love that. She's not been on a treadmill since 2019. Uh, so, you know, years really. And she loved it. And just in a nice warm environment, don't have to worry about what to wear as in like preparation. Sometimes it can take me longer to get ready for a run than the actual run outside when it's these conditions because you're just like what do I wear am I going to overheat it's freezing I need some grip I do gloves and do I wear glove liners hat what a buff you know <laughs> yeah. so in a gym it's just it's just a lot easier and very controlled environment as I've said many times so yeah you you, you will find there's people that vary where motivation's concerned um, and I think just 
you know, being on the front foot a little bit with that and checking the forecast, a long-range forecast, have a contingency in place. So we know that a forecast is exactly that. It's a forecast. So if it comes to it and actually you've got a session planned this weekend, you're like, do you know, this weather... Hmm, I listened to this podcast in the week and they were banging on about safety running on the ice. <laughs> maybe, maybe, only got halfway through then I stopped it. Maybe, maybe I need to rethink this. Then have something in your mind already. So what's the alternative? Have you got a gym local? Could you hit the pool? You know, could do jump on the elliptical trainer or the cross trainer as some people call it, bit of rowing, maybe you've got an indoor bike. Can you do some stretching or a bit of a home workout at home? So you're safe, you're warm, maybe a bit more motivated because you don't have to leave the house, put some music on and just do something that gets you feeling better mentally because as we know, activity is great, right? But also it's helping towards your overall goal, even if it's not directly related to running specifically. You know, if you're at home doing some kind of home workout, a bit of stretching, a bit of yoga or something, following a YouTube class, then it's not a substitute directly for running, but it's helping the overall thing, isn't it? It's helping your ability for running. I, I, that's what I think. There's always ways you can get yourself feeling better, but safety. Did I, did I, did I make that point? Do I need to reinforce it? I think, I think have, we, have, yeah, we, have we got it? I think we've got the we got safety. It? I think we've got the safety yeah, thing. Yeah. But I think sometimes it is quite um, quite a mindset thing with runners, isn't it? Whereby it's like, well, I'm going to not do this session. I didn't do the session the other day. And, oh, God, I'm going to forget how to run. But you go, <laughs> you're not. You're not. I mean, how long does it take for someone? It, I mean, like... I stopped running for, I don't know when I stopped, about eight or nine months ago, um, just because I'm a non-running guy, you know, I did a little bit of running, um, and, and I took it up with some spin classes which tire me out and give me that, um, that, that sort of fitness that I, that I want, and uh, I do some things in the gym, and sometimes I'll go on the, um, sometimes I'll go on the treadmill, and I spend quite a bit of time on, on the um, rowing machine as well. So I'm getting a, a reasonable... I feel like I'm getting a reasonable workout. But, like, the other day, I went... Oh, looked looked at the watch and I went, it's going to take me, like, 15 minutes to get to the gym. It's going to take me 15 minutes to get back. And, and I just don't have the time. So I may as well... I'm, I'm in my shorts and I've got my kit on now. So I'm just going to go out for a run. And I just did, like, a little 5 or 6K or whatever, the, the, the course I used to do. And um, I got back and I, I was like, actually, that I really enjoyed that, actually. That was good. But it, I, I'll be honest, it was harder going. It was definitely harder going. And then the next morning I woke up and my joints, just one percent my joints, just my legs, just my knees um, felt, I, I was like, oh, bloody hell, I've done some running. I did some running yesterday. Whereas when I used to do that every other day, I didn't feel like that. This is a really specific question because it depends on, so many factors but for anyone who's thinking oh, I don't want to replace those uh, those running sessions uh, outside with a gym session um, how long realistically does it take to get from to that point where you go out for a run and you get back and you're not absolutely you don't feel like you're, you're absolutely knackered do you know uh, uh, and, you, and your joints are hurting like I felt the other day it's taken me nine months or so to get into that condition how long you know if how long can you go without running before you can pick it back up and be exactly where you were when you stopped doing it? Depends. <laughs> Depends, obviously. So it does depend, of course. It's a daft question. But, I've realised as I'm asking <laughs> the question, I'm going, Pete, this is a bloody stupid question. You're making yourself look foolish. 
I'm open to all questions, my friend. <laughs> I Even know. daft questions from the producer. <laughs> I, I think there's actually a lot of relevance and significance to what you've asked and probably a lot of people that have this thought process and this question in their mind at some point throughout their they're running whether that's through lack of motivation they've just missed lots of training whether they've been on um, a series of medical trials whether <laughs> they have had an injury like my old client slipped over broke his elbow you know th- there's lots of reasons why training might fall by the wayside i think just to throw you some thoughts pete I-, I don't think that we necessarily lose fitness as quick as we feel we do mm. i think mm. there's that and i can't back this up with specific science but I think it's easier to bring the fitness back to the surface. I mean, what does that actually mean? You know, I'm, I'm not saying you actually, but the, the, the fitness is actually coming to the surface, but to realise it again, to feel it. I don't think it goes overnight. I think we can feel a bit rusty. Boxers talk about ring rust, don't they? It doesn't mean they don't have the fitness, but actually getting in the ring and, and, and against an, impo- an opponent in a, in a real boxing fight a competition they're a bit rusty because it perhaps have been out of the ring for however long so i think it's almost like a bit of you need to dust off your ring rust that's if you've been consistent historically of course if it's if you've never really got going if you've if it's always been a bit stop start and you've had intentions of maybe you committed to a couch to 5k got you going in the first place you did three runs a week you managed to get to 5k, you were really proud of yourself and then it's like, right, what's next? And, you know, we go on and maybe you built up to half marathons and maybe even further distances. But it was always a bit laboured and you were never really running perhaps as frequently as you were when you did the couch to 5k when you were, you know, a real new runner. So if that's the case, then obviously you do lose fitness quicker than somebody who's been very consistent. That's obvious. And also to add to that, you might have not built the fitness that you thought you would have in that stop-start block of training. Does that make some sense? I think it's easy to think because running is always difficult, I think. So even if it's an easy run and you feel comfortable, I think you feel comfortable relative to the activity of running, relative to the function of running because you... Like, I've used this example before. You can sit on a bike and you can sort of freewheel, can't you? I mean, we know you can work bloody hard on a bike also, but you get some rest on a bike if you want to. You can kind of put it in a really low gear. You can pedal really slowly. You know, you can really keep the intensity down. Whereas when you're running, if you stop, like, the function of running, so like you would stop pedaling on a bike, you actually don't move forward. You're just stationary. You're not moving. So there's always you're always providing and evoking locomotion. You're always moving, stimulating movement. It's always, you're always moving when you're running, irrespective of the pace, whether it's a plod, whether it's a sprint, whether it's a whatever. So I think it's naturally a difficult sport. You've got no assistance anywhere. You're not sat on a bike again. You've not got the support of the water like you have in the, in the pool. Again, of course, you can work hard in all sports. But I think you see my point. So, so because running is very challenging, going back to the point, I think... It's easy to feel, well, I've been running three times a week for the last 12 weeks. Why am I not fitter? Because I'm finding it really hard. You know, it's not not so easy. I should. I, so you have this potentially false perception in your mind that, oh, I'm, I'm fitter than I... You've, you're not as fit as you perhaps thought you were. And maybe looking back over your training, let's say use that example of 12 weeks again, 12-week block of running, maybe in your mind you're like, oh, I've been running three times a week. But have you? Maybe you've done some three runs a week, but 
a lot of the time is it dropped to like two, you know, be really honest with yourself. And what have those sessions been made up of? Because as we've said before, when you go beyond being a new runner, so again, use a Couch to 5K example. Yes, Couch to 5K, it's just about jogging and literally plodding, literally just above a walk and then you mix it in with walking breaks, fine. But when you get beyond that, and if you really want to do well in races, train for bigger distances and stuff, ideally, what you need to do is start to mix up the sessions that you do. So you might incorporate some hill running. Well, when you first start running, you, you're learning to run. It's hard enough as it is, as we've said. So you don't want to add intensity by running on the hill. So I always advise staying on the flat. But now you're more experienced. So you're starting to add in a few a few hills, or you certainly should do. Maybe mixing up some intensities, some speed work, some interval sessions, maybe this threshold effort that people talk about. Well, if you've not been doing that, combined with the fact that maybe you've not been as consistent as you hoped or thought, maybe you think in your mind, as I said, you thought you've been consistent and you haven't, that means that you might not be as fit as you thought you were. So what does that mean? This is a big answer to your question, isn't it? So that means that then to, if you do have a proper break from running, however long that is, to then return to training and your fitness, it's going to take much longer because you're never really that far down the fitness line in the first place. So lots of stuff there, and it's probably blowing your mind. But I think the overriding thing here, with so many situations where running's concerned, we started this chat talking about events for next year and racing or not racing and fitness, how much fitness am I losing in training, all these things. Just be really honest with yourself. Just be, whether you've got a coach or you haven't got a coach, coaches will be honest with you, hopefully. Friends, running buddies, they'll be hopefully honest with you because they care about you and want to support you and they don't just want to give you false hope. Yeah, you're going to smash this marathon and they're really thinking, bloody hell, you haven't been out there training, mate. You know, how you're not going to do it because, you know, you've been so sporadic with your training, actually better deferring it. So if you are really, 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 really honest with yourself, you'll make better decisions because you'll, you've identified where you are in any given moment in your training journey. That's, that's important, isn't it, right? So where am I? Well, I'm here. Don't give yourself false hope, thinking that you're somewhere that you're not. It's very, it gets very complex, I think. It does get very complex. That was a big answer, Jake. And I'm, I I'm exhausted, you, man. And I'm, I'm sweating in this dressing gown. <laughs> oh, God, Genuinely, man. big answer. Ooh. And I realised it was an impossible question when I was asking it, I think. But I would, I've have, tried. I'd have, I would have loved you just to have said, three weeks, mate. <laughs> Can you imagine the length of the voice messages that my runners get? I can, yeah. <laughs> Think yourself lucky. This is, you just have this on a podcast once a week, all right? Thank God Think for yourself that. lucky. One thing you did mention, I don't want to get deeply into it because I, I can see the time and uh, I know that, you know, everyone's sat around in a onesie right now and probably wants to do something, you know, else with their life. Um, but I've did- got a tree to put up. <laughs> You mentioned uh, new runners and the couch to 5K and being realistic about where you are and all that kind of stuff. And obviously I did the couch to 5K myself um, and and that's what got me into it. And it became, it was quite, because I, I started it as someone who felt very out of condition, very uncomfortable, very like people judging you as you run past them in the street and all that stupid stuff that I just, you know, have since got over. Um but, you know, there'll be a lot of people starting um, such things, I guess, in the new year. And we're taking a, a couple of weeks break, like you said, and we'll be back in the new year. And I guess at that point, people will be thinking, all oh, right, let's, let's uh, you know, let's get better. Let's be, let's do a couch to 5K, you know, New Year's resolution, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and 
you know, the cash to 5K thing is absolutely brilliant and you do realise that actually, oh, yeah, I can do, you know, a few weeks later, uh, having n- not been able to walk, uh, you're then able to run 5K, like, magically. And that is really quite a quick thing really but then I think going to the next level and you were talking about that where you start throwing in threshold sessions and you know heel repeats and all that rock and roll stuff um, that's a really big step so what's the best way of going from that 5k that you can do to then taking that next step because it is a giant one I'm going to try and answer this without taking quite as much time as I did to answer your previous question. <laughs> Wish me luck. Just, um, if, if you could just answer by saying, just be better. <laughs> that yeah, do me. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, okay, again, a uh, few thoughts on this. So I do think that we shouldn't um, exclude from this question those people where they perhaps are beyond couch to 5K, maybe they're beyond 10K, maybe they're beyond 10 mile or half marathon, mm. and training's dropped off as we touched on earlier. I don't think we should exclude those. And my reason for that is it can almost be harder for those people, and I think there's lots of them, right? So people that have had a drop-off of motivation, maybe they haven't had a drop-off of training in any way, but it's about to happen, you know, knocking on the door of Christmas. Maybe one week off suddenly becomes three or four weeks off. I thought they were going to get going in Jan and busy back with work and, Mm. you know, looking at house sales and various things, whatever. I think that for those people, it's almost harder than completely new runners because I think new runners are expecting to find things hard. Do you, do you know what I mean? I, do, like, yes, I can't yeah. speak for everybody, yeah. but I think it's new. So why wouldn't it be hard? Why would it be easy? Yeah. You know, and, and I think the first time you put your shoes on and go out there for the first session as a new runner, you realise, God, you know, this is quite tough and there's, my breathing's all over the place. I've got stitch, you know, all the things that perhaps were underlining previously, so any little issues with the body, you might never have known about them. But when you start to run, your body suddenly reminds you. It says, oh, okay, you're going to start running. Yeah, you're nodding, Pete, because you've been here. And it's true, isn't it? And all of a sudden you go, well, stitch, and you're going to have this horrible burning pain, and you're going to have issues with knees, or you're going to have whatever. And that's not to scare you, if perhaps you're listening to this thinking about starting running. It's just to put you firmly in the picture that that's how it is. Mm. Whereas if you are further down the line and you've had a big period of training out, you immediately, you talk about pressure from, oh, there's a new runner, other people looking at me and all that, and then you get over that. A lot of people go through that period. But when you're experienced and you've had a break, you your worst enemy is yourself. Because all you can do is think about where you were. Yeah, of course, yeah. And where you're not now. Well, I, I, how did I, how the hell did I run the Burning Marathon? Last September, how did I do that? Because I can't even run 10K now. Or look at the pace that I'm doing for five miles. And I managed this for a half marathon in April last year. So you're constantly giving yourself a hard time. I think on a a subconscious and a conscious level, right? Mm. So that's why I think we shouldn't exclude those people. Again, it goes back to being patient, knowing where you are, being honest with yourself and accepting the challenge. Rise to the bloody challenge because one thing is for absolute certain in life, we're all going to have challenges. There's challenges that will be coming our way next year we don't even know about yet. 
We're not, we, we can't, we don't even know what they are yet. And it's how we respond. And I'm obviously not just talking running here, it's everything. So where running is concerned, it's something you choose to do and you want to do and you want some great experiences next year. Embrace the difficulty, embrace the process, really embrace the process because you will have sticky moments. And guess what? Even if you're super experienced and you've been running years and you never miss anything and you train, you know, it's textbook, it's perfect. You're still going to have sticky sessions. You're still going to have moments of motivation droughts where you can't be bothered or things are going to get in the way. So you've got to develop that resilience. So my over, if I was to summarise this, I did say it was going to be quick, but you know what I'm bloody like. I think the key here is just to embrace the fact it's going to be tricky and difficult. Just embrace it. It's not going to happen overnight, but rest assured it will happen. You've just got to stay on that path. Yeah, I like that. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be hard. But you know what? It's actually the purest thing that you can do and it's gonna knacker you but it's the the purest way that i've could find ever to work out and to be fitter and to be better and to find um i don't know just some i guess cut out all the noise in life and sometimes i think we need that well you stopped right so you did the the, the manchester marathon relay so lots of my runners doing the manchester marathon last year we did it you did the i managed to talk you into the marathon oh, relay which awful. was amazing awful. so you did yeah 10k <laughs> you joke but it, it was awesome and that memory has stayed with you like it, it was an amazing experience and that whole journey and that process and let's face it it actually helped transition you out of running and into the spin bike. So into the world of exercise is what I'm saying, whereas before you never really had that. So running did act as a vehicle for you, as we always talk about in this show. And that vehicle not only got you to the finish line of the marathon, created a great memory, met new people, all those wonderful things, but now you're into the world of fitness and you're doing your thing, which is awesome. Listen, on that note, can you stop asking me like big, open-ended, challenging <laughs> questions? You want a short answer, you're never going to get one. I'm in my dress again, I've got to get out of this, I've got stuff to do. Should we wrap up the yeah, show? Yeah, let's wrap up the show. <laughs> Can't believe it's Christmas in less than two weeks. What's going on? That's <laughs> new to me. Been, that is new. <laughs> uh, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, hosting once again Running with Jake the podcast this is the final episode of 2022 we shall return in the new year just two weeks off that's all it is so stay safe stay safe on the ice <laughs> stay motivated trust the process with whatever goals you have lined up for next year and if you are a new runner or if you're looking at taking your running to the next level or if indeed you've had a break from running and you want to achieve some lofty stuff lofty goals next year then embrace the challenge because there are going to be challenges but I know you lot you're going to smash through them on that note we're out of here goodbye bye bye oh Merry Christmas and one more thing a little more sparkle a little less stress this Christmas I wish you the very best 